How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to the Creative Collision Podcast. This is your host, Saeed, here. Doing a new episode for you guys. Uh, this episode, I'm going to talk about the um, the Michael Jordan documentary, uh, The Last Dance, I should say. Um, it feels like a Michael Jordan documentary, but it's a documentary about the Bulls' final championship um, final championship in 97-98 to complete their dynasty um, and that second three-peat and their sixth title overall in that whole season. So um, obviously it's centered around Michael Jordan, uh, who was a big star, of course, uh, but it's also about everybody else who was part of that team. Um, the coaches, of course, the, the general manager, um, Jerry Krause, and then the, uh, the other, the owner, the other Jerry, I forget his last name, um, the Reinstorp. I might, I might have butchered that, but either way, it's about the whole Chicago Bulls organization during their dynasty in the, in the 90s. Um, and uh, it premiered uh, this past Sunday, episodes one and two did on ESPN. Um, very good time for this to come out. This was something that was supposed to come out in June after the NBA Finals, um, which made sense at that time uh, before the, before everything, you know, Everything got messed up how it is now with the season getting canceled and all that before um, coronavirus uh, was scheduled to come out after the NBA Finals in June, which from a marketing standpoint um, made a lot of sense for the NBA because you know they would have had this documentary in their offseason and they still would have had a lot of NBA attention and the NBA has done has gotten really good of keeping the spotlight on them in their offseason, unlike other sports where um, their off seasons are not as spectacular. The NBA has, you know, like free agencies, like such a, you know, another season itself. Um, and they, they really done a good job of, of uh, ruling the off season. Uh, but since uh, uh, NBA season, it's been suspended um, with the coronavirus. They decided to push this up uh, to now uh, April 19th. And everybody was fiending for this documentary to come out. Um, everybody in the whole NBA community um, has been—they've been waiting for this to come out for some time. I remember, I think I first heard about this documentary about a year ago, and when, it, when it was first advertised, and I was like, "Man, I can't wait for this to this to drop." You know, um, this is—you know—I'm somebody that I'm too young to remember prime Jordan so when Jordan won his final championship I was only seven years old I was born in 91 so I was born the year Jordan won his first ring um and I've I'm old enough to remember like the final like the final uh two years of the championship I remember watching those games against the Jazz in the NBA finals against uh well yeah against the Jazz on on NBC I vividly remember that I remember mocking Jordan's moves or mimicking, I should say, not mocking, uh, mimicking Jordan's moves and, and, you know, shooting, shooting a sock through my, my toy basketball court. So he was like, you know, even somebody that was that young, I, I already knew how great he was already. Obviously I was too young to know about basketball like that and what made him so great. But I remember this is the time where, Space Jam had just come out a couple years before that, so I had a Toon Squad jersey, and you know, Space Jam for a kid at that age, at six, seven years old, was 
with uh, the shit, right? So I was always watching Space Jam and I loved Michael Jordan. So, uh, so I, I, I remember the, the end of his career, the very end. And of course he came back with the Wizards and by that time I was a little older. Um, so I obviously remember that. Um, but I remember, I remember like just being a young kid and, and, uh, mimicking his moves, um, on the Bulls. So, um, yeah, just, uh, yeah, let's talk about this. Talk about the documentary, uh, aired this past, this Sunday, of course, and it was great. It was, uh, it was very telling, um, there's a lot of stuff I, I didn't know about and I've, you know, I've researched a lot about Michael Jordan and, and, and his career, but pretty, pretty, uh, pretty amazing stuff that was shared so far. And it's only been two episodes. Um, Jerry Krause, of course, was the main topic of that first episode and this man, how he broke up the Chicago Bulls dynasty by his ego, um, Man, they went at him, you know, they, they went at him, they're, they're, uh, you know, the way Jordan and Pippen just would make fun of him in front of his face, man, that's some, <laughs> that's some real shit, man, they, they, there was a real disdain there, and, and, um, but MJ was right, what he said, he, he was like, we had, we earned the right to defend with ours, with ours until we lose, and the fact that this man wanted to break that up before their dynasty was over, you know, um, because of he, because he wasn't getting credit and, or he, you know, he, nobody was talking about him. That's, that's, that's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty crazy. When you think back and look at it, how this was able to happen, uh, you don't really hear about something like this going on in sports, um, where you have a dynasty and, and, just break it up because of egos uh, i mean there's dynasties that fall apart because people get older and uh you start to lose or you know that's what happened to the lakers in the 80s and the celtics nobody broke up their dynasty nobody broke up those teams they just they went as far as they can they did everything they can until they finally lost right and most dynasties end like that they go until they they lose um but you never really hear about a dynasty that that it's broken up because the GM wanted to break them up and didn't like didn't like the players anymore, didn't like the coach anymore, and broke it up before before they even had a chance to 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 lose. You know, um, that was the biggest takeaway from that first episode because that's something that I really didn't know about. Uh, honestly, um, I really didn't know about Jerry Jerry Krause and and uh, everything he did to break up that team. So telling Phil Jackson, you know, you can go 82 and 0 and this is still going to be your last season, like you know, <laughs> who who said that to to a coach that just has won five rings, you know, <laughs> like um that showed that nothing mattered that at that point it was going to be over. And that's why they named the documentary The Last Dance cuz Phil Jackson Phil Jackson told the team this is going to be the last dance before that season started. So that was a that, that was a big takeaway from that first episode. Um, it, I like how raw and real the documentary was. <laughs> MJ was right there chilling with his cigar and his his scotch, like just like a boss. 
in, in that interview and you know they they didn't air um bleep out the the cuss words so it was real and and authentic and I, mean, I don't remember ESPN ever airing cuss words so <laughs> but it, you know it's it's dope that they they just let it be and uh it just gave it that real that realness to it um the cocaine bulls of the 80s that was that was pretty funny um i don't know how much i believe michael that he didn't partake in any of that stuff um uh, but he, you know he would never admit it uh I, he at least obviously he had to, he had to be you know with the women of course i don't think he was he was with those those guys doing coke or anything like that but you know he was enjoying the fruits of his labor with uh with the females i would say um but that was that was pretty funny um then again the other takeaway in episode two was uh scotty pippen's contract everybody was talking about that uh, that seven year 18 million dollar contract that he signed in 91 i feel for scotty i mean i i understand why he was upset but uh you know I, i'm i'm asking who was your agent at that time uh nobody's asking that like he, you know, who was his advisor? Who was his agent at that time? How can, as an agent, how can you let your, your client, you know, sign a contract like that? You know, and who knows? Maybe his agent told him not to sign it, and he, Scotty still did. So I don't know who, if he deserves blame or not, but either way, it's, it's such, you know, I mean, he signed this contract in 91. So this was, he was already an all-star level player by the time he signed this contract. It wasn't like he signed this contract like in 88 when he was like a rookie or after his rookie year, and he didn't, we, you know, the Bulls still didn't know if he was going to turn into an all-star all-NBA player yet. He signed that contract, they said, what, 91 after that first championship? And he was already considered an, an all-star player by that point. So, but, yeah, I mean, uh, coming from where he came from, very poor background. Uh, you know, you see why he would have signed it. Um, but, you know, I... It's, it's fucked up that the Bulls didn't restructure his contract later on. I mean, the sh- saying that he was, you know, the fact that he was the 100 se- uh, 122nd highest paid player in the NBA uh, is pretty ridiculous for a guy at that time who was considered a top 10 player in the NBA. So it, it, it's fucked up that they didn't restructure it. But, you know, the owner, you know, he told him, don't, don't sign this contract. And if you do sign this contract, don't come, basically don't come crying to me years later about restructuring the deal because this is what you signed up for um and and like jordan said uh mj thought scotty was a little selfish by that last season um you know sitting out waiting to get his surgery till late in the off season um and he you know he only played 44 games that that season that final season and the bulls got off to a slow start and at that point, you know, uh, it is a little selfish because you're trying to make history at this point, you know, your contract. Yeah, your contract, it is what it is. And, but don't, don't, um, let your teammates down by, you know, personal reasons that you have with the management, you know, um, like you're, you're, you're going for that sixth ring. This is the last year, you know, this is going to be the last year that you guys are going to have this opportunity. And, to sit out, it was it was a little bit selfish on Scotty's part, even though I understand his frustration. And Scotty did get paid uh, towards the end of his career. 
he signed uh, like a one-year deal with the Rockets that you know it was like 11 million dollars that that year, and then then he, he signed a pretty big contract with the Blazers. With like he got about 15 million a year around that. So, but actually by the end of his career, Scottie Pippen actually made more money through uh, his NBA salary than Michael Jordan did. Jordan, he didn't get paid. He was he was really vastly underpaid too. His, all the way until his final two seasons with the Bulls. Um, he, you know, you Jordan on average was only making you know uh, one or two million more than Scotty was actually. If you look at their contracts, then uh, Jordan got you know those, those big max deals at the end. His last two championships with the Bulls, he was over thirty million a year. So, but uh, overall, I think Scotty Scotty played or Scotty made more money. Part of it's because he played longer than Jordan, but either way, you know. He he made up for it on the back end, uh, so I do feel a little bad that they didn't restructure his contract. This guy put his heart and soul into that team, so I get it. You know, year in year out, he's he's just you know being the competitor that he was. But it's like by that last season, a little too late. You don't have to uh, let your teammates down like that. Um, so those are the two biggest takeaways. From these first two episodes, um, the Jerry Krause situation, uh, the short man syndrome that they said he had, uh, which something that probably a lot of people can relate to him wanting credit. Um, pretty, pretty ridiculous. Um, I mean, he, you know, he, he deserves credit for putting that team together. So, you know, that's still, that's still, um, you know, it's still impressive that he was able to put that team together the way he did. But, but uh, you know, in basketball, you got to understand players are always going to get the credit. That's how it is. It's a league of superstars, so players will always get the credit. So you can't be a GM and and be upset about stuff like that, you know. Um, that franchise hasn't recovered since, basically, you know. They had that little... A little bit of run when uh, when you know when they got Derrick Rose and before D Rose got hurt, they had a little bit of a run there where they possibly could have made the finals and you know those those Derrick Rose Tom Thibodeau years or they were a good team, but other than that, um, they basically been bad at almost every year. At, other than than that, since since uh, that '98 season. Um, so, uh, and the ripple effects of that, man, like, just imagine if he never breaks up that Bulls team, Phil Jackson probably never becomes the Lakers head coach. Uh, the Shaq and Kobe three-peat probably never happens. Um, it just the NBA as we know it changed because of uh, Jerry Krause's decision to to break up that Bulls dynasty. Um, like, who knows what happened, you know? Like, this Kobe... And Shaq won those three rings together. You know, it's, I don't know, right? You know, and those like Kobe and Shaq's legacies are forever changed because of that. Um, it's really interesting, man. It's, you know, it's really interesting. Um, do the Bulls keep on winning into the early 2000s? I mean, they were getting older, but it was, it's, we would love to see it happen. Who knows? You know, who knows? They definitely, they probably would have been the favorites again going into that next season, the 98 99 season. Um, because remember, that was a lockout season, so there was only 50 games played that year. 
the Bulls would have had more rest. So that probably would have benefited them, an older team that was going for a four straight ring that all those miles on their body. So having that short season definitely would have benefited them. Remember, the team that got to the finals that year from the East was uh, the Knicks, and the Knicks were an eight seed. So for sure, the, that, you know, the Bulls with Michael Jordan again, that team came back again. Uh, they for sure would have beat that Knicks team, for sure. I mean, that was uh, not a good team. That was one of the worst teams to make them be a final. I think Patrick Ewing was hurt, too. So that the Spurs came in, and I think the Spurs beat the Knicks in five games, I want to say, for Duncan's first championship. So that would have been an interesting matchup. I think that would have been a good matchup. Uh, those 99 Spurs with Duncan and David Robertson versus um versus uh the Bulls. Um, you know, it would have been Phil Jackson versus Greg Popovich, and that would have been nice. So sucks that we didn't really get to we got that that opportunity for more greatness taken away from us because of one guy's ego one short guy's ego right um so it's just interesting to see um definitely looking forward to the rest of the series um yeah there's so much more that they're gonna get into and and uh looks like the next episode they're gonna talk about uh, Dennis Rodman more the bad boy piston era of uh, Jordan trying to get through those bad boy pistons in the late 80s um, and the Jordan rules so so um, definitely looking forward to the rest of this um, I believe this this documentary it is going to sway some people that think LeBron is the GOAT these young kids nowadays that think LeBron's a GOAT I do think they're going to watch this documentary and start to feel a different way a little bit they might not totally change your mind but uh they might start to feel a certain way about the the conversation and they'll look at it through a different lens and uh this is going to have an impact on the nba community for sure um like even trey young already tweeted out that although like no this is gonna make me change my my opinion of Michael Jordan isn't it like after I finish watching this I'm gonna think he's a goat because Trey Young younger younger generation uh, wasn't even born yet when Michael Jordan won his last championship so Trey Young just he grew up in the LeBron era so I don't blame him for thinking LeBron is a goat but you know he's already <laughs> he's already tweeting stuff that like I think I'm gonna have to say Jordan's a goat after I watch this because you know I'm gonna see. I'm gonna be able to see all this greatness. You know, the only thing Trey Young has ever seen about Michael Jordan is maybe just YouTube uh, highlights. That's it. But to get a whole complete story like this um, and see everything that MJ went through and battled through, um, you know, it's it's gonna it might change his opinion and and uh, not just Trey Young, but other young NBA players, other young just players in general, college players, uh, kids, you know. Um, high school kids, this, this just young generation of of uh, kids that never got to see Michael Jordan, weren't even born yet when he was playing, will start to see how big he was and might get a different opinion on that. So um, the LeBron, you know, the LeBron stands are might be feeling a certain way right now. And uh, the only thing is, I, I don't, you know, I hate how it, you can you can't like two things at once nowadays is either one or the other you know either like lebron or you like you know if you like lebron you have to hate mj if you think mj's a go you hate on lebron it's like you know 
the social media era is you you know you can't have a, a just a discussion about it and have two different opinions and respect it and and uh, without hating on each other so just appreciate appreciate greatness appreciate that you know someone like Jordan is still here you know we lost Kobe and and um, so I think we just gotta learn to appreciate you know greatness you know when it's still here so give people their flowers while they're still here and Jordan de- has definitely gotten his flowers of course you know he's he's beloved by by many um, but I think he's a goat you know I've always felt that way and even as a, a younger person I didn't get to see him in his prime I just always understood that you know his he was on a different level uh, than anybody you know so um and I think a lot of people are going to start to see that in this documentary. So definitely looking forward to the rest of this documentary. Um, hopefully me and Will will have a, a uh, another discussion about it and um, talk about it together. Uh, uh, just get deeper into it. Uh, but so far, so good. Uh, I like what I'm seeing. Um, I hope they just keep it, keep it honest and keep it real with us. Um, it really does feel like we're learning a lot about stuff we didn't know about. And I hope we continue to do that. And this is, you know, it's great because bringing everybody together to talk about something, um, on a week by week basis. So, so yeah, those are just my thoughts on the first two episodes, um, uh, about the documentary so, so far. And, uh, I do think this is going to have an impact on the younger generation when they think about the goal conversation, who they feel is the best, and I'm just looking forward to the rest of this. Uh, so yeah, um, just not this one's nice, nice and short, uh, quick, quick podcast here. So uh, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Have a good day. Peace. Uh-huh.